Welcome to the Box and Life Podcast, where we talk about everything from happiness to success, from scaring the queen to making a few dollars into millions. Hosted by 2008 Olympic medalist, Tony Jeffries. Today's episode is on the number one gym in all of California, Box and Burn, with guest none other than co-owner, Kevin Watson, and the manager, Glenn Holmes. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes to receive updates every two weeks when a new one is updated. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Boxing Life Podcast with me, Tony Jeffries. Today's episode is on the Boxing Burn gym that I opened with Kevin in Los Angeles, California, two and a half years ago. Was it? Was it three years ago? Three, three years in November. Three years in November. And we got named number one gym in California a couple of weeks ago, which is amazing. So we're going to talk about that. In the room, we're in Box and Burn, Brentwood, in the, in the little office in the back. We've got in the room, Glenn and Kevin. So, Kevin, for people, your first time on the podcast, people who don't know you, can you tell me a little bit about you? Yeah, I uh, moved out to L.A., let's see, it would have been 2011. So, four years ago of last March, I uh, moved out from Kentucky. Um, kind of just packed my car, drove out, didn't have much plan, but just wanted to uh, give it a shot. <clears throat> Crashed in my buddy Jordan's house uh, on his floor for about eight months until I saved up enough money to get my own place. And then uh, working at another gym, we met uh, met Tony there. Um, with Tony, we really uh, kind of took a boxing program that we were working with and really made it our own, designed it and made it uh, very unique and one-of-a-kind program. And ever since, uh, we've just been uh, flying since then. The future's bright. We're mm-hmm. doing good, mate. We're flying. And uh, Glenn, people who don't know who you are? Well, I gave a little bit last time on the last podcast about... Me, uh, me, marriage and all that, and me <laughs> yeah, moving but, out here. But now we've got Kevin, we're going to get all these Kentucky listeners as well. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. Yeah, I moved out here 10 years ago, 2005, and met you and Kev, uh, when was it, 2011, 12, yeah. something like that? Yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. So I, I was just kind of doing nothing at the time, just uh, doing, just training my ass off and uh, part-time job at a running store. Just really wanted to do something with boxing and fitness. That's what I was doing every day. And just, uh, uh, once we started doing the classes, um, just carried on doing that. And then the gym opened, and then just been there ever since, really, and just put everything into it. Yeah. So Glenn's the manager of uh, of the Santa Monica gym, and, and Kevin, like he, me and Kevin's business partner, we own both the gyms. What Kev, you've just said there is like is in a tiny little nutshell about the the journey that we've took to get to where we are now. And by no means our where we want to be, but we're, we're going flying in the right direction. So when I met Kevin, we we uh, I spoke about it on one of my podcasts before. We we left the gym that we were at. We started a boot camp on the beach in Santa Monica on, on on the bluffs. Boot camp was flying, but that was why we were looking for another space. And then while we were looking for another space, we trained with uh, Mickey Rock's girlfriend and Anna, who was a great girl, and she she said, "Oh, Mickey's a, a big boxing." Enthusiast, yeah, he used to fight or whatever, and he's <coughs> he's, he's interested in investing in the gym with you. Oh, buzzing one with Kev. Yeah, yeah, it was something from where we're from, something that you can't ever imagine will ha- actually happen or could happen. Yeah, massive, mo- <coughs> massive movie star like like Mickey Rock, and like Kev says, where were you from? He's from Kentucky and and me Sunderland and from the north of England. It's it's just mad how 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 we were there. And then the next thing we were in a in a bar having coffee with, with Mickey Rock. Remember when he when he came in? Yeah, at the Abbey. <laughs> I'll never forget. <laughs> in West Hollywood, and uh, it was 
it was so surreal. And then, do you want to explain what happened with, with the Mickey Rock situation? Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, we met we met a few times. Uh, we collaborated on a few things. He was he was really uh, really was a nice guy. Uh, you know, he's very welcoming and uh, hospitable to us. You know, we went to his place a few times over to his house over in Beverly Hills and um, <clears throat> talked about you know what what we wanted to create and where we wanted to go. And you know, he was all in. He he really wanted to to help us out. And um, you know, everything was was looking good. You know, and then as with most deals, when it comes to uh, I guess making the guidelines and coming to agreement upon terms, you know, it got a little ugly there. Um, well, I won't say ugly, it wasn't, it didn't get, we weren't angry with each other or anything, but we just kind of decided when we went to meet with his attorney, you know, they wanted to set up his, uh, his investment into the company as, as both an investment and a loan. So he wanted, uh, he wanted full repayment of the loan plus entrance as well as equal share in the company. And, you know, Tony and I are sitting there across from this big time Hollywood attorney uh, something we never thought we'd find ourselves <laughs> yeah. in a uh, position we'd find ourselves in, but basically we looked at each other and just kind of we just kind of knew, you know, that wasn't gonna that wasn't gonna work. It wasn't gonna fit into what we wanted to do long term, and it was just gonna set us back too much. And so we basically two kids from two small towns, different countries, walked into this uh, <coughs> Hollywood attorney's office and, and and told him, no, we don't wanna, we're not gonna work with Mickey if if this is, if these are the terms and. That was kind of that, you know, nothing, no bad blood or anything like that, but we just decided for us it wasn't going to work, so. Yeah, but at, at the time as well, Mickey was weird doing a movie, and uh, we found the perfect location in Santa Monica, yeah. and we were like, shit, we've got to get it. So we went and we went and got it, we put our money in, what we had expecting Mickey to to get it back off Mickey, and uh, then, like Kev says, the, that, that, that deal kind of fell through, and I remember... At the time, it was scary. It was like shit. It's just me and you now. We've got, because the the good thing about having an investor is, is the security of what if it goes yeah. wrong. What if this goes wrong, and that that was the, the best thing about it. But then when it fell through, it was like shit. Now we've got, got really got to go for it, which we were going to do anyway, you know. And, and and we did, and and then like, was it the first month? Like we kind of broke even, I think. After the, uh, the, I think the second month we did break even. First month we were right at, uh, right at even. The second month we, we broke even. Yeah. So for a business to do that, especially a fitness gym in Santa Monica, which is super expensive, uh, I mean, we got off to a perfect start. And but that, that, with him pulling out or not getting involved, that pressure they put on you two was like probably good pressure in a way. Because yeah. then it became. Like your livelihood then, and it was like sink or swim. It, yeah, exactly. It was, it was all or nothing then. Yeah. So it probably probably a, a good thing. Yeah, it, it did. I, I agree, it did. But I I really don't think that I would have done anything different, or Kevin wouldn't have worked as hard as we did, you know, to get the thing place con uh, successful. And uh, I know we spoke about this before. I remember that one one night I was in there on my hands and knees in the toilet, mm -hmm. scrubbing the scrubbing the toilet for scrubbing the toilet. I was thinking, what the fuck, what the fuck's happening? <laughs> it was only like six months or a year earlier where I was I was boxing in front of thousands of people and being yeah. on TV and all that. And then the next thing, I'm on a toilet floor scrubbing on my hands and knees, scrubbing that. Then in the other room, the big massive room, Kev's there with a brush and water, just scrubbing the shit out of the, of the big floor, cleaning the, the full floor, yeah, sweating man. his arse off. This is at like 10 o'clock at night and, and we, we both there. But the, both, the, the thing was, we were both happy and we were both yeah, like, exciting, excited yeah. And, yeah. and really good. And, big time. I don't know if I remember, Kev, but I, I, I remember one time you said to me, or I said to you, like, if we can stay this excited through our 
our business mm-hmm. for the, on the long term, we're gonna do really, really well. And, yeah. and I'm still, I'm not, I'm not gonna say I'm not excited. I'm not cleaning bathroom floors now, yeah. but I'm I'm still very excited and, and yeah, keen yeah. for it. Yeah. yeah, I mean it was our it was our baby. I mean now you you have a baby and um, yeah. you understand it a little bit more. But you know for us at the time that that was our baby and that you know we we were waking up you know, 5.30, a.m. and going, working until 10 p.m. every day. I mean, we still have days like that occasionally, but at the time, you know, we were doing every single thing there was to do. And it was, uh, it was a thrill. It was a ride. You know, we enjoyed every minute of it. Yeah, it was pretty exciting. And uh, pe- people who don't know uh, Santa Monica, it's in, Lo- it's in Los Angeles. Isn't it? Would you say? Yes. Yeah, it's in well, Los Angeles. West side, yeah. Separate county, but yeah. West side. Like. So, <laughs> like, everyone thinks the USC. I don't know if you know this, but outside the USC, you think the USC is thinking obese, fat people, you know, sure, uh, yeah, out of sheer people. That's where I'm from. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. That's what everyone in England thinks Americans yeah. are. Yeah. Fat, Eating McDonald's. Bastards eating burgers and, and fries. Fast and food, chain restaurants. That's all there is back back in Kentucky. Yeah, yeah super side. So, and that's, I think that's the majority of America is obese. And then and then you've got Los Angeles where people keep fit. And in Los Angeles, the I, th- I think uh, the, the, the biggest fitness part of LA is... The West Side is Los Angeles in Santa Monica. Sure. So, well, it's the epicenter of the fitness world in the world. You know, it's the center of everything. Where all trends and everything come from. Right. It's from here. Venice and history yeah. of Gold's Gym. And so, all that. so if you can imagine how many gyms is in this area, and I, I don't know, and I think in Los Angeles alone, there's like something like I might be wrong with the number. I don't want to put it up there, but I'm, I'm sure it was over three thousand gyms in Los <laughs> Angeles, and then California is bigger than England. Did you know that? I uh, did know that, yeah. Yeah, so California's big in England. So yeah. we've got the, the city of Los Angeles. It's got 3,000 gyms in. So imagine how many's in all of California. So for us, to get named number one gym, I mean, it's, it's massive. It's it's humbling. It's not something I expected, you know. I remember waking up, an uh, old trainer that I hadn't met a while back, I don't even remember his name now, sent me a link to say congratulations. Congratulations for what? Open up this link and see it. First thing I did was send it to Tony. We couldn't couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it, and it's like, shit! Look at that. I, I got a lump in my throat, and even now, thinking about like where we've come from, scrubbing the shit off them toilet floors to 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 where we are now. We were the two businesses, and and, and we're still hungry, and, and, we're st- and we're still going for more. So I've got a question for both of you: How do we how do we do it? How how are we number one, Jim? I think it's just a testament to uh, our work ethic and what it means to you know put your head down, and just grind it out. You know, we knew what the big picture was. We saw it in the beginning, but to get to that end result, you know, it takes putting your head down, just grinding it out day by day, and you know, every hour by hour, and just putting, putting that, uh, you know, that labor in, and, and knowing it's going to pay off in the long term. You just got to trust. We just had to trust ourselves, and, and we did. And you know, I think with confidence and you know our work ethic, it it was kind of a recipe for where we are now. Yeah, it's a huge part of it. What do you think? Uh, um, I think it just comes down to passion for what we do. We all love what we do. Um, we don't want to work a, a nine-to-five office job. and We really value and appreciate where we are and what we've got an opportunity to do. And I don't know, I just think we just enjoying what we do on a daily basis. That, that, that's where it comes from. Yeah, that I think, too, surrounding ourselves with the right people. You know, Tony yeah. and I, when we first started, you know, we had Glenn, we had Stephen... Uh, around us and then we just you know uh, it's kind of like that multiplier effect with the law of attraction you you have a couple couple people that that work really well together and have a common goal and then 
through that energy and through that that passion, you know, it kind of radiates and, and draws even uh, you know like like minded people. It's a it. passion to be to be good as well. Like, I think we we don't really settle for anything other than like in anything that we do in, as, that's related to the gym. Everything has to be top notch. Everything yeah. has to be like highest standard, and I think that's that helps as well. We've got really high standards for everything. Yeah, I think everything you said is all, all right as well, but. Adding on to that as well is the the customer service. Like we we we're ourselves. We're not, we're not fake. We're not yeah. trying to be something else. We're not talking shit to people and and, and and acting like people do that. You know, we we ourselves. We cool. We get on with people. We're laid back. We're friendly genuine, and yeah. genuine. One hundred percent genuine. And people notice that. People really notice that. And with us doing that, and then when we bring in, in new guys, new new trainers, then them. See it from us. They see that vibe, and they do it, and like Kev said, it's no, it's like a snowball effect. Like yeah. it gets bigger, and and now every time someone comes to the gym for the first time, they get an email sent to them <clears throat> and asking if they'll give a review on the gym. And yeah, like ninety nine percent of the, uh, the the feedback is the trainers are amazing. Yeah, like friendly and all that. And that's that's a big. I think that's a that's a secret. I was gonna say early on in notice as well. Um, probably the first two three months of the gym opening, it was it even at the the classes we did at the at the park. It was always more of like a. A small community and a family more than like yeah. we were some trainers and some people were just paying for classes you know like at other gyms it's like a real separation between you've got your trainers and then your people the gym members yeah and then they do the class and then they leave and that's it like with us we're always like engaging with the members of the gym and people come to the gym meet friends at the gym you know what I mean? it's like a real kind of community yeah feel knowing people's names and all that and i remember when we first started you, Kev, you used to throw that word about a lot about our community, and mm-hmm. I, and that was something like I was like, what's he talking about? Like, I, I didn't get it. I didn't understand what he meant about the community. Because I mean, well, where I'm from, England, all the gyms I've been to, you know, I, I suppose there's like a community, but I never knew what that, that word really meant. But yeah. now I see people come in on first name basis with everyone we talk. Yeah. We, we know. I can't see we know everyone's name. Now we we've grown the bit that big where we we. we we can't remember everyone's name, but we know everyone by face, and we always speak and say hello. And I think that goes a massive way in in business. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially with the style of gym. I mean, I think the big box gyms are on their way out, anyways. You know, the Gold's gyms and the Equinoxes of the world. They're 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 not the, the going to be the the main kind of gym now. You look around, see all the CrossFit gyms and all the smaller boutique gyms. But you know, we really take that to a new level with with our people. You know, we we've kind of maintained who we are and where we came from um, through this whole transition and through this whole process. And people, I think, value that, uh, that genuineness. And then they, they find that camaraderie and teamwork at our, at our gym. And, you know, that's, that's really taken it to a, a whole new level, I think. And that's a big part of it. And it hasn't all, it hasn't all been uh, up, 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 well, it mainly has. But then we've had a few set, setbacks, a few kicking the balls, you know, <laughs> if, if, if you want. And one, one thing I want to talk about, is uh, there was a Floyd Mayweather fight on <laughs> a, couple, a couple of years ago, so we wanted to get on it at the gym, and we, we so so we invited people to the gym, come round, we're going to put the Floyd Mayweather fight on. And then when the, the gym come, we tried to call it. Uh, I think it was ESPN. Was it ESPN or Showtime or whatever? Yeah, HBO. I think the time. it was HBO, and I called them, and they were like, uh, "No, nah, it's too late. You can't get you can't get the fight on." So I was like, "Shit, what are we going to do? We've got." 20 people was it on the gym whatever. it was like 18 something like yeah, that yeah they come around the gym and so I was like oh, what we can do so someone sent me a link to, to watch it online so we watched it online uh, I didn't think of it I had a good time it was Mayweather versus Guerrero right 
Yeah, Robert Guerrero. Yeah, and and then, what was it about? Was it a year later? It was. Yeah, it was several. It was maybe even over a year. I'll never forget it. I was in the ring, doing uh, pads with one of, with one of my clients, and and some guy walks in the gym. Some guy in a suit, suit and tie, looking all official. I said, "That guy doesn't belong here." He walks straight up to me. He said, "Are you are you Kevin?" I said, "Yeah." He goes, "You're being served. Uh, you're being sued for." Illegally broadcasting the the Guerrero Mayweather fight in a in a public venue, um, and he handed me the papers, and I looked at him, and I saw that I saw the number. They were suing us for two hundred two hundred three hundred thousand dollars, and for us, that, this was within the first year of business. So we just looked at that, and we're just like, "Can this be real? Is this really happening?" You know? Yeah, we've done. I thought when you showed me that, I thought that's it. We're done. We're done. <laughs> three hundred grand. Where are we going to get three hundred grand from? Uh, I was devastated and. And then, luckily, uh, Kevin's one of Kevin's clients is a, his dad is a, is a top attorney out here, and uh, we showed him to him, and he and he really really helped us out. And uh, mm -hmm. it was one of the one one experience that I'll never forget. We had to go to another big law office in uh, in downtown LA. The courthouse, yeah. The courthouse, the, the, the main the main thing, and it was me, Kevin, our attorney, sat there with a was, was she was she a a judge, or what was she, the lady who was there? She's basically like a mitigator. She kind of sits in the middle and, and helps us arrive at a at a settlement. She's not necessarily a judge, but yeah. And then there was this big guy in a suit with a big mouth, with a big, <laughs> scary-looking guy. Pompous ass. Yeah, rosy cheeks, just sitting there on the other side of the table, had an answer for everything, looked into all our backgrounds, knew exactly... He was he was good. Yeah. He was good. And he says, all right, this is this, this is the deal. And he, and he said... You're going to appeal to this much, what was it, like 30 grand by them or 50 yeah, grand? Yeah, he was trying to, yeah, yeah. Just give us 50 grand and, and, and we'll, be, we'll be fine. And we'll, we were shitting ourselves. There were lawyers were saying, well, you can't. This broadcast was in from the UK. England, yeah. It was from the UK. It shut down now the site and these boys never knew and there wasn't this many people. But what happened? How the how they found out about I missed this part of the story. Say, how, how did you find out how they found out? So how how them found out? They sent a private investigator to the to the gym the night of the fight was shown. They must have seen I think they seen one of my tweets or the gym's tweets. Yeah, they saw it. Yeah. And 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 the private investigator come to the gym with a security camera. It must have had it under his jacket and he was video on and video on all the cars got all the the number plates all the registration plates and got all the details like that so we we i suppose we we didn't know that we were breaking the law like that but we did get caught like red handed really yeah. on, on on the camera mm -hmm. uh, and they used that footage and they used the footage yeah Jeez, the emails yeah. and we were like wow it was so scary you know it's horrible, eh? it was it was horrible uh so yeah so we end up in this law office with this this guy and he was talking so much shit I was, I was really really nervous and how did you feel with that? I think we, we were both nervous but we were both really angry ready to crawl across that table and, and fucking yeah. pound this guy's face in but you know he, he's coming after a small little startup company who you know if they, if they sued us for any more than what they did that would have been that would have been the end of us you know yeah yeah. so that, that was so scary and, and that was just recent that, well, that was about was that six months ago eight months ago yeah, we had this gym we had the second gym so it was recent, about eight months ago. Eight months, yeah, that's right. Uh, um, so just speaking of the second gym, going back to positive, <laughs> I saw you tweeted out, uh, was it yesterday, about the anniversary since the first class of Brett or something? Oh yeah, so something like that. Yeah, was that, it? that was today. It was. Uh, it? It's it's t one year ago since we opened. We had the first class one year ago today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's uh, that's quality, and and, and the, the gym's booming, and. Uh, 
now we've got should we talk about the Dominican uh, we, we can touch on it yeah let's, we want to get a sign before we say too much right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so go on Kev I'll let you, I'll let you fire away sure uh, <clears throat> good friend of mine from uh, from home went, grew up with went to middle and high school with and um, worked at Kentucky um, my last few years when I was at the university there at Kentucky was working with the, the men's basketball program there which is like which is basically like a essentially run as a, a, basically a professional program I mean the people in Kentucky know Kentucky basketball is everything, and that's Kentucky basketball and horse racing is everything there. But anyways, um, long story short, short, Chad, a good friend of mine who we worked together with uh, at Kentucky, um, got connected through some of the coaching staff with uh, some guys in the Dominican. He's been working there with the national team through the Pan Am uh, Games and Olympics and everything, and he's with uh, two really well-renowned uh, um, businessmen there over in the Dominican. Um, and they're opening a family of gyms, and you know we we kind of jokingly talked about it in passing about you know oh we'll get a box and burn down in Dominican occasionally or at some at some point we'll get one down there and um, you know I just kind of laughed it off figured it was a joke but then um, coming back to the, uh, the the rating of being rated top five in the nation number one in California when they saw that they knew right away hey we want a box and burn here we want to we want to make one of these gyms in, in the Dominican so. Um, you know, we've gone back and forth a bit through negotiations, and um, uh, things are looking up. Things are looking positive, uh, and so hopefully, in a few months, we'll have a uh, box and burn in the uh, Dominican Republic as well in San Domingo. So, how about that? Box and burn—it's the first franchise. Is it called a franchise? Uh, it legally, it won't be called a franchise. It'll be a license, well, licensing agreement. But uh, franchises get kind of ugly with the litigation process, especially overseas. But um, but yeah, hopefully in a few months it'll be up and running. So you'll see my tweets and my Instagrams will be in Dominican Republic with the Box and Burn Dominican Republic t-shirts on, which I'm very excited about. But you know what, like I said before, like with the uh, ups and downs not all being up, all the ups, like we've now, I mean, we're booming, we've got two of the busiest gyms in, in West Los Angeles and then we involved in opening the third boxing gym in the Dominican Republic. But another big problem we come, we had a lawyer where we thought we were going to be finished with the with that and then another big problem was with the city's permit. When we when we first opened the first gym in, in, in Santa Monica, and I, I mentioned this on one of the podcasts before about uh, you've got to take chances in, in business. You've got to, to be successful. You've got to take chances. You've got to take risks. And and, and we took a, a a big risk when we when we opened the Santa Monica gym because we never had a, a zoning permit. Although we had a business license, uh, we never had the zoning permit. We applied for one and we were waiting for it, but we opened business without it. And then. We got a, we got a letter. It was about six months ago, saying you've got six days to cease and desist and shut your business in Santa Monica. We're going to shut you down. You're running without this permit. Uh, so we were like, shit. We're going to lock the doors. And that w that there was that there was probably scarier than a lawyer because I mean we're not not lots of people who maybe could have us with a lawyer, but well this this is the city of Santa Monica telling us. You've got six days, shut your business down, take your website down, stop advertising. It was really, really scary, and uh, we never we never shut down. <laughs> and then we went by again, uh, about two weeks later, there was a guy who came to the gym, and he, and he gave us another letter. You've got three days, closed down, cease and desist, or basically we're going to come, put chains on your doors, and we're going to lock you up. So, so, so scary, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. We, I mean, we had no idea, like... We had some consultants at the time that were telling us one thing, and 
you know, then the city guys are telling us another thing. And, you know, now that, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, obviously, but now that we see, we see how the city really operates. And it's, it's pretty unfortunate because we, you know, we, we've developed this business. It's great for the community. We do philanthropy work. We did work with kids. We had kids programs, you know. We did all of these things, and you know we were, were an important and vital piece of, of this community. And then all of a sudden, we're getting served these papers from the city uh, zoning department saying we got to cease and desist because we don't have a proper business license. And you know, at the time, as our consultants were telling us, you know, our status with the city was was that our business license was, license was pending, and and for the city of Santa Monica, because they're so backed up the pending status was supposed to be a win, like it was a big deal, like we're good, we, we don't have anything to worry about until they come to us and say, okay, we need to move along with the process, but um, I don't know if you, I guess you probably talked about it before, come to find out this guy who owns CrossFit Santa Monica, um, I won't say his name, but he uh, essentially was calling every single day and reporting every single gym in Santa Monica that you know, had a, a pending business license, which was no, at no fault of our own. It was the city's fault. They're just moving slow. It wasn't nothing we could have done more about it. But um, he's calling every single day saying, hey, what's happening with these gyms? Um, you know, they should be shut down. And, and to the, for this guy, apparently, it was just business. You know, his, our clients were his, should have been his clients. And had we gone through the trial and process that he, he went through with the city, you know, all our, all our business would have been his business, which is total bullshit because... Yeah. His product is entirely different. We're not a CrossFit gym. We're not even close to a CrossFit gym. Yes, we do some cross training, but we are not a CrossFit gym. But this guy was under the impression, who was actually a member at our gym for a while, acted all friendly and nice to us at the time, is calling every single day to the city trying to get us shut down. And um, you know, to my knowledge now, he's shut down what two or three gyms yeah. that we know of. Makes and me sick. It's just you would expect. And this guy here, you know, obviously. CrossFit, if you guys don't know, was founded by Navy SEALs, um, and, and so this guy that operates and runs this gym was a Navy SEAL, and you know you'd expect a little bit more out of out of somebody like that. And he, you know he's got he's got a full time job, he's got a life and a career, working for Vice News, uh, which is again another interesting point to me because he's he's covering all these global issues that are. That's just his uh, name. We've told him everything. Yeah, else. I, 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 <laughs> no, no. Anyway, this piece of shit is he's got a career and he's he's. He's got, you know, doing all, working on all these global issues and, and worldly issues about, you know, you know, uh, you know different, uh, different issues going around the world, and, and, and he's, he's over here trying to shut down a gym because, you know, he, he, I guess he thinks he's going to take our clientele, which is just a joke. I was shitting myself when that was going on because I was, just from a personal standpoint, you uh, like, oh, you manager of the gym now, and then mm -hmm. I'm like, shit, I've been managing this gym for two months, and everyone knows about it, and everyone's going, oh, you're manager, well done, congratulations, and all this. And I'm like, fuck, this gym's going to be shut in two months, and, and then I'm going to be over at Brentwood, and it's going to be like, what the fuck did you do to that gym as soon as you started managing it? Shut down. Now we want to blame you. Exactly, that's what I was shit myself for. I was, it was very, very scary times. That and we actually shut. I think one or two days we had to close classes on the mornings and. It was horrible, and the, the thing that scares me the most about something that, ha that happening, and, and I'm 100% being honest to you, is not the business that we've built and all that. The, uh, well, kind of, but the, it's it's letting people down. I feel like mm -hmm. we're a massive part of this community's life. Yeah, everyone's life is who comes to Box and Burn. They love it, and not in a cultish way like I heard CrossFit's I like kept, that. I kept saying that to you when when you were going through the. The, the the legal stuff. I was just like, can you not just make the case of like what a massive part of the community we've 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 got now? 
yeah. what a massive part of people's lives we are. You know what I mean? What would they rather? What would the city rather have? Um, a building and a business that's thriving and bringing money in and uh, you know generating uh, the stimulating the economy and then or just an empty building that's doing nothing to do you know just basically just wasting time. I it was horrible. It was a horrible moment. And then uh, and then we like I said we had con consultants and. That costs a lot. So it's like every time the business makes a, a little bit of money, we save it and then we we got to put it out on something else. And uh, and that's what we do. We, we pay them a lot of money to because of this dickhead at CrossFit Santa Monica. Uh, we we've the money that was saved, we've put it on that, but we've saved the gym because these guys were great and and they've done their homework and somehow we were grandfathered in. Uh, wait with the with the club. Yeah, it, it basically all came down to parking. Like. Our, Per, in Santa Monica, the codes say like per however many square feet you have, you have to have X amount of parking spots, and you know we we've got actually a pretty significant amount of parking for Santa Monica, but to their code, we didn't even have half the number of spots we needed. Um, but you know this building had been, was built back in the fifties, and they, the city at the time approved the the building to be built with no parking. So essentially, we traced the records all the way back to the fifties to to see this and. Um, and basically say, hey, Santa Monica, you can't hold us accountable. You allowed this building to be built with zero parking. How are you going to hold us accountable now? So luckily we had, you know, amazing guys work for us and get it get it figured out. Um, but it was it was definitely a, uh, a horrible a trial. It was one for the movie when they make a movie about boxing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, another thing as well, what we've, what we've not touched, touched on, what we've touched on a little bit, is, is the team of boys that we've got, the... the the trainers, the work with horses off the the really are. And like we said, the really nice lads down to earth, humble, cool, just like just like we are. You know, it's it's like we said, it's snowballing. It's they, 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 we are we leading by example. Are they leading by example. We lead by example. We lead by example. Yeah, <laughs> that's the right one. And 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 uh, they're doing it and and the and the smashing it. They're all enjoying it and having fun. And I lo and I love to see it. You know and. We've got and a lot of young lads working for us, and we really help them. I think develop them into men, and they're learning, they're learning good, and they're yeah. earning good money as well. And then just last night, I had the biggest class of the year at Santa Monica as well. Mm -hmm. Fifty people in one class. Fifty people in one class. So at a total of over a hundred people through the gym in one night, <laughs> between the hours of five o'clock and nine o'clock. So in four hours, hundred people come through the gym. I didn't tell you either in that class, you know, you met Todd from Portland, uh, yeah. the guy I worked with in Kentucky. He brought uh, Mason Plumley, who's who's now playing for the Trailblazers, big uh, NBA star, played at Duke and everything. So he was there. And oh, you did class? Yeah, he was oh, in class. Oh, nice. Yeah. Big seven-foot guy amongst a bunch of... Yeah. Seven-foot? Yeah, seven-foot. I was doing... I, I taught him uh, <laughs> technique, and then I got him on the mitts a little bit. <laughs> straight up here like this, and it still wasn't... Stand on the plyo box, yeah. did on the mitts. And he, and he was dying. I mean, that just that just shows you how... What level our classes are, you know, class of fifty, we had what eight trainers and yeah, and you know, with that ratio, we were able to. Everybody there got an amazing workout. Everybody was happy. Nobody was just disgruntled because there were so many people and so yeah. little space. Everybody there loved it. And that just that's a testament to the the community and the camaraderie that we have at yeah. our at our gyms. That's great. I, I took a class this morning with Brendan Shab and we in Brentwood and we both had the Horry monitors on and he's always been he's always been one who's. Like, nah, I'm not doing a class, I'm not doing a class. All these soccer moms doing classes with nah, I'm not doing that because he's a professional athlete, UFC fighter. So I was like, come on, do a class, come on, do a class. Cause he's, you know. So anyway, he's, uh, he took the class and he absolutely loved it. He, yeah. he had a heart rate monitor on 
because uh, I've not, not spoke about this before on the podcast, but we've got this system where we everyone wears a heart rate monitor if they like, and and the results are on the screen to tell you how many calories they're working, what percentage of the maximum heart rate they're working at. Uh, it's, it's a great thing, and we're the first boxing gym that I know of in the world that that uh, that has it. Anyway, he burned over a thousand calories, and he absolutely loved it. And he's like, "When are you doing the next class? When are you doing it again?" And nice. he, you know, he wants to come in. So we're getting these high-profile people do, doing class, even doing classes. Yeah. And loving it. Um, and just just to give people an idea as well, like the classes and the format and the structure and the amount of changes and stuff that we've tweaked over the last yeah. like two and a half three years now, compared to when it was when it first started outside before the gym started. Just the amount of effort we've put into making these classes run like clockwork and just be like a real, uh, they, you know, making it run like a machine and and all the different. Uh, Ideas we've come up with and changes yeah. we've made. There's been so much effort and work gone into these classes. It's it's crazy. Yeah, we've got we've got uh, we've always kept the same sort of format, but now we like you see we've changed these, tweaked it here and there, and yeah, and to be able to run a class with fifty people in that space and still make it run really smooth and make sure every single person still gets a really good workout and is really tired at the end of it, that's not an easy thing to accomplish. So. Yeah. And, and I think I think that's one good thing about us as well. We're we're willing to learn. We're willing to change. We're not stuck we're stuck with the times. If something new comes out, if someone comes up with an idea that will help make the classes and make the gym better, yeah. we're all for it. You know, we 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 ask for ideas. We ask for feedback, yeah. which is good. Which is which I think everyone who's listening to this who runs a business should be asking the customers for feedback, yeah. uh, asking the staff, and it, it's always going to make it better and, and get more successful. And the members that we've got, I mean, I know. Us three and all the other trainers as well. We've made some good lifelong friends. Our clients have lot lifelong friends through, through just being here. It's it's great. It's a great networking thing, I suppose, and great way to meet friends. And I mean, like I see the members is fantastic. They've given us so much support when, let's say, the music goes off or we've had times when the electrics went off and they've they've, they've been cool and like if we've, if we've charged them twice for the membership or by a mistake or. Or something silly's happened where it's been our fault. They've always been great, and I think that's because the way we are, you know. Yeah, and yeah. we're not, we're not strict. We're, they're the kind of say that we're not. Obviously, it's a business. We're, we're trying to make money, but we're not really like money hungry knobheads like 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 those gyms are. You know, we're not tying people down to contracts. We're not mm-hmm. trying to drag every penny out of them. We're trying to sell them on personal training. We're laid back, and I think that that just goes a long way. And, the support that they've given us is fantastic, and I mean, can't thank them enough. Yeah, I mean, I think one thing that's interesting, especially about Santa Monica and, and especially the west side of, of LA, is that everybody here is is from a different place. You know, there's not many people in Santa Monica that are from Santa Monica. Occasionally, yeah. you talk with people, but they call it you know the melting pot of the world. And you know, we have people from all over the world that, that come here, and so I think we have that in common with them, and they. They see and appreciate what we're doing and, and where how far we've come and where we're going, and they appreciate the the, the um, facilities and the, the trainers and the, the atmosphere that we provide for them. So we don't have to ask them for help. We don't have to ask them to be patient for us. They kind of are just that way in general. And I think that I mean it's just a testament to, again to how the, the kind of people that we've brought in here as far as trainers. Again, just it just radiates out and brings those those sort of like-minded and like like people together and everybody kind of just feeds off of that and I think that's that's one it's like a, it's a living machine a living 
a living business. You know, people people want to yeah. be a part of it. They want us. Yeah. They want to be a part of the journey. They want to see where we're going. They want to. They want us to open a third gym. They want us to, you know, do all these things. And and normally, you know, customers are like, oh, don't open up another gym. It's going to take away from what I what yeah. I get from you guys. And but they they want us to go out and to share th- with the world. You know what we've kind of created and what, you know what, the 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 business and the. The, the things that we offer they we they want us to share that with the world so it's almost like they're uh, they're happy to pay the membership and buy a t-shirt or uh, pay for private training because I feel like a lot of the members see the money that they spend in the gym as like contributing to the gym and it growing you know what I mean like, yeah when I've had gym memberships before it's just been like oh shit you gotta pay your gym membership it's like a bill you yeah. know what I mean it feels really mundane and boring it's just something you just pay for that you have no like emotional connection to but I feel like the people that are members of our gym it's like their contribution to helping the gym grow and, and, and get better and they're, they're happy spending that money do you know what I mean it's like where they want to spend yeah. the money it's more like a fun thing for them to spend yeah, the money on than, than a bill like, or a gym membership like we said it's like, like the community it's like, like, the, like the family environment people want to see us do well like you've just said Kev it's like the, 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 they want us to succeed which is it's, it's amazing it's amazing getting this kind of support of, of our members our friends and mm-hmm. it's, it's really good and so I suppose the next thing is uh, what does the future hold what does the future hold for Box and Burn what's I mean what's next we spoke briefly on the Dominican thing which is a uh, which is going to be an interesting experience. And uh, what, what, what? Just, just jump back a little bit, but I'll go answer your question as well. When um, before this all happened, I was I was boxing and training and running and doing all my fitness stuff, and I didn't have like a, a career path or anything that I figured I'd, I wanted to do. And I always had the mentality: I was like, "Oh, boxing gyms don't make money. Boxing trainers don't make money." Yeah. I'm like this is all. This is what I love now. This is like what I'm really into and really passionate about. And I was just like, oh, I'd love just. And I just kind of resigned myself to just like, oh, I'm just gonna have like an average, average wage. If I could do something with boxing, then that'll do. You know what I mean? And this whole experience, the whole box and burn thing since it's took off, has just completely changed my outlook on that. Because I feel yeah. like we're the first people really to make boxing. Um, I don't know, like appeal to like mainstream people and just yeah. general gym and fitness people, and like bring the boxing element into it, and it's just exploded and it's crazy. It's completely changed my opinion and, and viewpoint on, oh, boxing gyms don't make money and boxing isn't yeah. really a, a, a fashionable mean, thing. Me and Kev seen your paychecks, mate. I mean, <laughs> you know, do you know, do you know, Glenn bought it. What was it, seven hundred dollar belt? Nah. How much was it? Turn it down. How much was it? <laughs> belt. Two fifty. Two hundred and fifty dollar belt. I have diamonds on it. <laughs> Shit. Wants to, wants to do more than tie your trousers for two hundred. I've got no money left now, but I still owe you five hundred from Vegas. Uh, yeah. So uh, you you you're right. Boxing gyms don't make money. But I mean, when I when I was growing up, when I first started boxing, for me to train, it cost fifty pence a week, which is seventy five cents in American money. A week to to, to train. Same. That was three times a week, yeah. yeah. And that's that's what created me in the, the boxer I was. Yeah, they were the great people then uh, who used to do that volunteer. So, moving on, the future. Kevin Watson from Kentucky. What does the future hold for box and burn? Uh, well, man, we want to take it nationally. We want to take it internationally. Uh, you know, I think first things first. We have we got two gyms now where we got to really. Um, kind of buckle down and, and, and put systems in place and, and make it a really well-oiled machine and get them running to where 
to the point that you know we, you and I, um, don't necessarily need to be there. We can go out and handle these these other issues as far as expanding and growing, growing the business and the brand. Um, but once once we get those in place and we get all the the kind of uh, mundane and boring stuff out of the way as far as creating the systems, we want to uh, we want to open another another uh, another uh, gym of our own in West Hollywood and maybe a few others. Um, within LA, but then eventually we want to build the brand uh, to be replicable and something that can be franchised and, and taken nationally and internationally. Um, I know there's people all over the, the nation here in the U.S. that would want to open one, and then not to mention England, obviously, through your connections, and then we've, we talked about the Dominican, but um, you know, we'd love to take this nationally and international and, and, and really and share with the world what we've created. Uh, question for you two. What's the uh, best thing that's happened at the gym so far? Like an actual thing that happened that sticks out in your mind? Like the first thing, like, oh, or maybe not the best, either the best or the craziest thing that's happened. <laughs> I mean, for me, the best, the, the best thing was the, was when me and Kev hugged after we got our business license. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that there. Shit. That, that there, you know. Come on, give me some more. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm telling that you, that was, there. That oh, because <laughs> we, we, thought, we thought all this hard work and everything and all these members, we, you, so that there, for that weight, uh, that was on our shoulder for six yeah, months, yeah. for that to get off the shoulders, that was amazing. The sleep that we lost, the, the, the yeah. you know, I, I mean, when, when you're going through these things, like, you know, and you, you know, you have a partnership, whatever, you know, that like Tony and I have, and when these things are weighing down, you have all this stress and you have all this pressure on you. You know, it takes away from who you are, and you're not who you, you're not the person you are. And then you end up in these stupid, petty, small little arguments and and just shit that that makes no difference. And the, the only reason it happens is because you've got all this this weight bearing down you yeah. because you've got all the pressure to make something like this work. And uh, you know, when when something like that actually goes through and, and you, you realize the weight has been lifted off your shoulders, the the relief that you get from something like that is, is something that you can't really um, explain. You know, it's, it's I think, so I, I'd have to agree with that. Yeah. Uh, that and the, the Yelp and Men's Fitness Review was pretty big. And then, I mean, and two, just from day one, getting the keys to open up our own place and, and yeah. making it a real tangible thing. Like, that in itself was... Was uh, was was just amazing. But then another, I think one of the, the most gratifying part of of what we do, I think now is, and yeah, the members, it's that's a big important part of it. But I think the most gratifying part for me is, is when you look at the, the guys that we brought in, and you know, the, anywhere from the receptionists, the ladies that we have working the front desk, to the trainers, and just seeing them become, uh, you know, men like t like Tony mentioned on mentioned on before, and seeing them create careers. Based off of something that you know we founded and something we created, uh, you know, to give back and to provide that sort of opportunity for these trainers is something that, you know, I'll never forget. I think that's probably one of the most gratifying things for me, personally. Yeah, and the, 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 I remember when we uh, when we signed the lease for the Brentwood, the second gym, and we had because you get a thing over here called tenant improvement dollars where they give yeah. you like a. Was it, was it how much? Was it like 70 grand, was it? Uh, no, I think it was closer to like 120, 130. So they, give, they would give 100, 120 grand, not to buy an equipment, but to, to, to kit the gym out. Like, not, not with equipment, with like flooring and turf and that sort of thing and paint the walls with colour. So, so when we, we had an 8,500 8, square foot facility and we had 100 grand to spend on 
doing it the way we wanted to do, and and planning it the way we want to plan. I remember that was a that was an exciting time. What was yeah. yours then, Glenn? What was yours being young? Um, the highlight so far. Um, that's something to say, but go ahead. I want to say after after you're done with this. But. When when uh, it was Stephen's birthday, and uh, you walked to me, like, I'll give us a hug, Steve. And, like hug. <laughs> Pulled oh. his pants straight down, <laughs> stood between his legs so he couldn't pick him up, and then went on the CCTV footage and just kept replaying it. Oh, that was so funny. Yeah, when Jason was hugging him, he had him tight, and I pulled his trousers down. Can you see his white little ass just sticking out? He tried to wiggling. run away. Like his legs are running. He's like, his arms are flat. Yeah. That, was, that was great. One thing I remember from probably month one or two, whatever it was, when we first started, Glenn, I remember when you were trying to make the transition over to being a trainer. I remember we got we got some email or phone call about a private inquiry, and this was going to be your first client. And I remember, like, I just remember looking at him and seeing how nervous he was and how, like, how much pressure he felt. Which was it was cool, but at the same time, like, I almost wanted to, like give him a hug. And say, it's going to be okay, Glenn. You know, the, the 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 life of this gym doesn't matter if this if this client doesn't work out. But, yeah. But I mean, I, I think that's also the first shows few you how sessions were so nerve-wracking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted them to count. Yeah, it was exactly. Really I mean, it's. I remember. I mean, Tony and I were kind of watching from a distance when he was going through it and just kind of just smiling, grinning, laughing, just like I can't believe you know. Do so. Glenn do that? It was, it was it was funny first of all because we 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 started off the gym and then we've got we given this was like our first client we give out and yeah. Yeah. it's like I hope Glenn does a good job. We knew you would. We knew you were capable, but. Yeah. We, you know, we wanted we wanted you to succeed so much, and we our name and all that, and and you did it. And yeah, same um, I think the wall the wall of fame is a good reminder as well. Anytime I stand under that, and you see like who's been through the gym, mm. and we've got pictures of them up on the wall, things that have happened, you know, big names that have yeah. come in. Yeah, that kind of legitimizes it and makes yeah. you feel like, oh wow, yeah, this is yeah. good. Everything from you know Hemsworth, the Michael Mann film, everything. That, I mean. The, the, the Golovkin uh, media yeah, day. Yeah, the Golovkin really media day. Uh, you know, Big all the actors man. and actresses and you know artists and stuff we've had through has just been, it's been remarkable. Something that you know that we created and these people want to come and be a part of yeah. it and see it. You know, yeah. you never thought, no way. It's mad. Let's just keep growing and growing. And uh, for as for the as for the future, like you said, I think that's the thing. They at least secure the, the, these two gyms running even better see that's the thing we like kind of perfectionists in what we do like I'm a messy bastard and all that and I'm not perfect when it, when it comes to things like that Kev's perfect on the computer world he's like you know he's, he's Kev's just perfect to everything yeah, Mr. Mr. Perfect <laughs> yeah and, and yeah that, that's the thing we, we, we want everything to be perfect so for us to kind of step away to put our time and effort into let's say another gym in West Hollywood it's it's Gonna be pretty tough right now. It is, yeah. Uh, but that's the goal. That's that's where we're going, and we just keep working towards it. And we know s- someday we'll get there. And mm. uh, I'm 30 years old now. How old are you now? 29, 28. 28, 29 October. 29 October. Glenn's 45. <laughs> <laughs> On Friday. <laughs> Friday. 45. No, what? It's gonna be 34. 33. 33. 33 on Friday, and uh, the future's bright. So I think uh, that's it. So I know. Anything else? That's anything, all I got. Man. Anything That's else? It, yeah. Just yeah, just a massive thanks to everyone who's been to the gym so far, and, and yeah. uh, keep spreading the word and bringing friends in and and telling everyone and saying nice things about us and being all patient. That good stuff. Being yeah, patient, exactly. Because we are, we obviously have, we run a we run a good tight 
operation here, but, but far from perfect. You know, it's a learning experience for all of us. You know, we're 28, 30, and 30, 33, you know, so at this age, trying to run and operate a business like this, you know, um, you know, with, you know, what is it, 300 plus members and clients and that, and another 24, 25 employees, like it's, we're far from perfect, and we mess up every single day, but that's that's the fun in it, you know, you learn yeah. from every single mistake. Yeah, it's great. Uh, well, thanks for listening, and, and I normally say at the end of every podcast, follow me on Twitter, and I will follow the gym, at Box and Burn. Kev, if anyone wants to follow you, what, what's yours? Yeah, uh, no, 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 you're pretty shit on social let me media. Think, let me think. I think it's. it's you didn't uh, even know. I use Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin underscore Kevin with an A K V A N underscore Watson twenty two. Yeah, it's spelled Kevan, which Kevan, is yes. which, which is like uh, not English at all, is it? Kevan. Kevan. I think yeah. Kevan. English and Scottish. You know, what was weird when we checked into the Costmaster Hotel. They got uh, what's the name on the on the room like Holmes and who else is staying in the room with you? Uh, Watson. Holmes and Watson in the same room. Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes. He's sidekicked Watson, isn't it? Oh, right. <laughs> I guess that never happened. That's never, probably never happened. Uh, I don't think so. More importantly, if you want to follow me on Twitter, <laughs> Glenn Holmes LA on everything. And also go to my website, TonyJeffies.com and subscribe. Till next time, see you later. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes to receive updates every two weeks when a new one is updated.